This is Multinew Media for the week of the 16th of March 2015. Our topic today is wearables. Chase Raz and Chris Ayers will be discussing the growing list of already available smartwatches and fitness bands. They'll also address the newest announced wearable, the Apple Watch. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Chase Raz, and with me today is Chris Ayers. Chris, you doing all right today? Yeah, yeah. I uh, had an interesting day. The Apple Spring Forward event was today. Yeah, so this is actually the episode for March 16th, 2015, and it's odd that we're recording this early in the week prior. We always record uh, in the prior week, right? We need some time to do some editing, and we need some time to um, really put the show together. But here we are on a Monday evening recording this, and no one's even going to hear it until the next Monday at the earliest. Yeah, but I think that this is the final piece needed to kind of have a discussion about wearables. I mean, we've had sports devices for a while with Fitbits, Nike Fuel Bands, and some of the other ones, which Fuel Band's gone now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Android market, they've got Moto 360, and I think some of the other Android-type watch devices. Microsoft came out with their uh, wearable device. Which, can I admit right now, I am wearing my Microsoft Band because I knew we were recording tonight because of Apple. <laughs> and it's not that I, you know, I, I don't dislike Apple. And I know you don't dislike Apple. But I probably have a little bit more of a bad taste in my mouth when I talk about them than, than you or most other folks out there. I have an iPhone and an iPad and I work on MacBook Pros usually. You trendy and I have a person. MacBook Air. You're so trendy, right? Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm looking at a MacBook on my desk right now. I feel a little hypocritical. I also have a beard. <laughs> I do not. I have a goatee. So uh, I guess we'll move off from that That's one. That's why I'm the tech guru. My beard is stronger. <laughs> you win. You win. Anyways. Uh, wearables. Uh, wearables, right? Wearable technology. Today. <laughs> yeah, but let's do the whole show on wearables. Or We don't want to focus just on the Apple Watch, do we? No, no. No, we don't. Good place uh, to start, though, right? I think it's a good place to start because it's a very timely piece of information since it came out today. I think that their take on a wearable is a little different than some of the other place, uh, other people entering the field or already in the field. How so? Well, if you look at some of the Android and Microsoft devices, the, they seem reasonably priced. Um, and I know the Microsoft one does some things and it does them well, but it doesn't try to do everything. The Android ones... Uh, a couple of my friends have them. I, I do not actually own any of those wearables. Uh, great for showing time. You can customize the watch faces. You can get notifications like directions that'll vibrate. You know when you get uh, like a message or a notification, and you can do some basic interaction with it. And all my friends love theirs. I personally have owned a Fitbit. I've done some of the uh, you know the step tracking and sleep tracking and stuff using those devices, and they're okay. I just get tired of having to charge them all the time. And the Apple Watch came out, and they have three collections, but their cheapest end is three fifty. Their their highest end is pretty much ten grand to seventeen thousand. This is a little bit beyond a wearable. This is more like trying to compete with Rolex in some ways. Yeah, three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, that's even different than 
than some of the other things out there. There are a few uh, entrants in the smart device and and wearable field that are 350 or more. But we're yeah. talking about Apple coming in and saying, oh, this is a luxury product starting at 350 and going literally to what you and I were looking at before the show, $17,000. Yeah. Um, now, looking at device, I mean, the watch looks very pretty. I'm not going to lie. And I, If I had one, I might wear it. I just got out of the habit of wearing a watch five or ten years ago when I started carrying around a cell phone. Are, are we talking about, uh, just to clarify, are, are you talking about the aesthetics of the physical watch or are you talking about the UI? <sighs> the, 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 the casing on the phone is okay. very sleek and polished. It looks nice. Some of the bands just look like a piece of rubber or leather and I don't... <sighs> I, I, uh, I've never been a fan of the huge watches on my wrist. Like I said, I got out of wearing watches, um, but some people really like that, and they they do give people some options. It's just if you start getting into a nice band or a, a silver band or something like that with the Apple Watch, you're looking at seven hundred to a thousand dollars. I feel like you're fighting something here. I really no, do. I'm not. I'm I'm just looking at the watch, and I'm I'm looking at some of the people on the internet and looking at some of the reviews, and I've seen people go, "Hey, I bought a nice." Uh, not luxury watch, not a Rolex, but about a nice like Swiss watch. It's eight hundred dollars, and I keep thinking, but that eight hundred dollar watch is not obsolete in a year. <laughs> so is is the uh, is the Apple Watch obsolete in a year? I don't know. I, we've we've had our first generation of Android phones or Android watches come out this year. I, I think that when a technology like this, um, just like when the iPhone first came out, or when some of the tablets first came out, they were disruptive technologies. They came in and it shook things up and it took a couple years for things to settle down and realize that, hey, this is the direction things are going. So we've had Android watches, Microsoft's band, the Apple Watch now, they're dropping in, I think in a year or two, what is on people's wrists now is not what will be on people's wrists in a year or two. I think we're going to learn not everyone wants to do Instagram on their wrist, or not everyone wants to do some of these things uh, via a wearable. And that's a really good point. To circle back for a moment, since we are talking about wearables, I want to move, um, for the sake of anyone listening who is thinking we're being narrow-minded here and focusing only on watches, a wearable could be quite literally anything. Uh, it could be something that goes around your wrist. It could be something you wear around your neck. It could be, um, as we may talk about later, some of the, the actual clothing you can wear on your body. It could be a hat. It could be sunglasses. It could be one of the VR or AR, again, virtual reality, augmented reality types of headsets that we talk about uh, fairly frequently on, on the show. But what we've seen in the industry are a few categorizations. First, we have our most entry level, uh, the fitness bands. These are things that you wear around your wrist, typically. And they tend to do things like have a pedometer, maybe heart rate monitoring, um, things of that nature. Then we move into the watches. And the watches are, of course, watches. And they tend to still have a lot of the fitness aspects built into them. But uh, we have several varieties, subcategories, if you will, of this watch classification. We have watches that run their own proprietary system. Like uh, maybe someone like Pebble or... Um, yeah. Um, or F Fitbit. Then we have Android watches, 
we which have. start at like hundred and fifty dollars, go up to like two or three. So you, you know, for Android, for Android, and and Google has put this whole framework in place, the Android Wear, specifically for wearable devices. You know, for for all the watches to have a common interface with all their other devices. So they're doing what Apple's doing, and it's well, they're and, doing it different. And Microsoft has done the same thing. We have yeah. Windows, quote unquote, right? I'm doing some air quotes there. Uh, Windows running on Microsoft on the Microsoft band, and it's that familiar tile form, and it's um, it, it's a little bit different. I think it'll be fun to compare and contrast these Android, Windows, and iOS devices against each other. Uh, I, Apple doesn't seem to be calling what's on the wrist iOS. It's just kind of Apple Watch, right? A whole inclusive product, but it's a part of the iOS ecosystem nonetheless. So we have um, the the independent proprietary watches, Android watches, Microsoft uh, Windows watches, and Apple watches. But then we have health devices, right? These are scales. Well, you can't wear a scale, but maybe you can wear a heart heart rate monitor that straps around your chest, or maybe you can wear a T-shirt. So we're not trying to be too limited. We're just respecting what's really out there in the industry right now by talking so much about items and devices that are worn around the wrist. Right. I mean, yes, you could go and call Google Glass and the HoloLens as wearables as well, but I think I think for the purposes of uh, of what I was trying to go for was you know, the things that you have on you and that you're going to wear all day long, not the things that you're going to uh pick up and use for 20 or 30 minutes at a time. I'm thinking, you know, a device that is always available to you. So some of the applications I've seen on both Pebble or on all Pebble, Microsoft, Android, and now some of the demos on the Apple Watch, um, like weather, besides time, um, some of them have sports scores for the people who care, uh, email and text notifications to come through on your watches, um, like calendar reminders. Uh, I know that the Android and the Apple Watch both have uh, their voice recognition. So the Apple Watch does Siri, the Android does the Google Now where you can use your voice to issue commands because of the built-in microphone in the device. Uh, does the Microsoft Band have a yeah, Cortana? Yeah, it, it does. The Microsoft Band has a microphone built in and you can um, talk directly to Cortana. It'll send that information to your phone. Um, but in both cases, you know, whether we're talking or in all three cases, whether we're talking about uh, an Android watch or wearable, uh, a Windows wearable or an Apple wearable, all of them are still device dependent. But one of the things I'd like to sort of throw in there as a zinger is only one of those that I've mentioned is cross platform. And Pebble. The, well, Pebble, but that's on an independent architecture. They're not running Android, are they? No, I don't believe so. But they're an e-ink display. That's the big thing for them because you can get tremendous oh, tre battery life. Right. It has and, and one of them. Uh, by the way, Why uh, Things has the Activity Pop. It boasts an eight-month battery. It's not using. I don't think it's using the same type of display. I think it's actually a watch that has these sensors built in. Jeez. Uh, and it. But even that. Even this third-party. Um, not on Android, not on Windows, not on iOS. It's still iOS only. It will only pair with an application on iOS. So Pebble's cross-platform to some extent, right? There's not a lot of Pebble support for a Windows device. Um, but the Microsoft band 
works on Android, it works on iOS, it works on Windows. Apple Watch, uh, if you're planning on getting an Apple Watch, right? If you're listening to us now and saying, hey, I'm sold on this new Apple Watch thing, I want to go get one, I think Apple's going to revolutionize this field. Well, you had better have an iPhone in hand already because it only works with the iPhone. Well, just like the Android Wear devices only work with Android, really. Is that a smart move going forward? I think that's really going to be a nail in the coffin of Apple Watch. I mean, I'm not... I, I, it hasn't hurt them yet. They have this ecosystem of their their MacBooks, iPads, iPhones, and now Apple Watches where, you know, they have their AirDrop and their iCloud and everything syncs with each other. I'll, uh, I'll you, pull a, I'll pull a few statistics here because... Um, for those of you who know what I do in my daily life, uh, I, I teach uh, at a college. and So these statistics are always in the back of my head. But let me remind you of this. Apple, right? If we talk about all um, uh, of these mobile devices, tablets and smartphones together, they're roughly 12% global market share. That's it. So we know that of all the smartphones out there, if Apple's mm-hmm. selling this Apple Watch at $350 to $17,000, they can, if they're going to make it proprietary to iOS only, they cannot exceed 12% of the existing current global smartphone market. That I, That's silly to me. Um, no, I understand the concern. But, I, I mean, Microsoft has its own ecosystem. They're expanding their Windows stuff to the Xbox now doing a common Windows 10 across those. And sure, but you can buy a Microsoft band and it works with an iPhone, it right. works with Android. Android, a lot Wor- of the Android works with Linux, like- I believe. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I think it even works on uh, Linux if you get the right, um, uh, right software. I know Android and a lot of the companies that make Android devices like Samsung try to have their own little ecosystem from their TVs to their phones to their, their laptops. I think the thing that Apple's banking on is it might be 12%, but that 12%... Um, usually buys more apps and spends more money on them per person. They are the best, yeah. iOS... um, I'm just going to say that, per person. And that's true. Uh, I know that for years, if you went into a phone store or you go into a Best Buy or, you know, a a technology store and you wanted a low-end, as far as no cost on contract type of phone, uh, for the longest time, it was probably either a Nokia or a uh, an Android type device, you know, running one one of those OSs. So I think for I'll, a long time. I, I think I'll make the assertion though that ecosystems are so strong now that I think the insular ecosystem is is dead. Uh, even though it's not fully in the ground yet, so to speak, it's definitely dying. And I think this is the biggest misstep I've heard from from Apple in quite some time. There was no need. In my mind, there was no need for them to follow the the Android model of this. They should have followed the the Pebble or the Microsoft model or the Fitbit. You know model. they wouldn't. Apple's never released something that only works or works great with everything. I mean, they do have some products that work great with everything, but their first focus is building back into their own brand. Sure, but Microsoft and Google have never gone bankrupt, but Apple has. I mean, are they ever going to learn from that? I think that. I mean, I'm 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 not saying. I'm correct, but I'm pretty sure that at this point in time, doesn't Apple have more cash on hand than a lot of companies combined? Right, in a higher uh, market cap than any other company on the planet, with Microsoft being number two right behind them again. But the point is, what goes up will come down at some point. I think if you've lost your visionary leader... I think that's the biggest thing that's hurt them over the past 
you know year or so that the value or the loss of Steve Jobs this the loss of Steve Jobs has it seems like there's been some stumbles iOS 8 was their buggiest one have they had yet. a success since <sighs> a tr- well yes they have I'm going to answer that question the iPhone 6 but remember what happened in the media what happened with consumers what happened with everybody involved with the iPhone 6 when it was announced the response was horribly negative but then then it was the largest product launch on the planet not just the largest electronics launch which before that had been the connect right. we're talking larger than um, nike air jordans largest product launch on the planet i actually think we're going to see the direct inverse of that with this watch i think it's going to be apple watch apple watch apple watch but i'm really thinking that a lot of people are not going to pull that credit or debit card or cash out when they see oh this watch, which, as you point out, could be obsolete within a year or two, right? A, a Rolex won't be. You want me to spend X number of hundred or thousand dollars? I, I think people are going to be a little bit more reserved and say, uh, "See, not buying." I think, it. I think you're missing part of the point. I, I, okay, I've worked for law firms, and the day a new iPhone launches, the day a new Mac launches, the day a new iPad launches, the the head lawyers, the the owners of the companies, would send people out the night before to wait in line. They would place orders for 20 of like the 64 gig iPhones, like when the the 4s launched, and the 128 gig iPhones. They would order dozens of them because on the very first day, they wanted that iPhone, that iPad, that Mac to show off. It was a status symbol. And that's exactly and, what's going to damn this watch because we're, I think we're talking that there are lawyers still people here. people who are going to go and get this watch so we look just at, to have a status symbol. We look at the world's best economy, the United States. These are lawyers within that economy. Now, oh, yeah. let's take the real world. Who owns an iPhone? I bet your mechanic owns an iPhone. All right? I bet the person who's flipping the hamburgers at any fast food place that you drove by today, I bet they have a good statistical chance of owning an iPhone, especially if they are younger, right? Because we see uh, differences in, in age. Uh, age plus yes. in the United States, uh, the iPhone is forty something percent market share when we look at smartphones. The person who's flipping the burger, the person who's your mechanic, the person who is is you know a janitor, the person who's installing your cable line. Um, these people, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with them. I'm one of them in, in many, many ways. I'm not buying a, you know, thousand dollar, 350. You may get me if I really like the, if I really think it's pretty, but you're not, you're not getting me for something like that. In fact, I did buy the Microsoft band and even 199 was a little steep for me to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I think that there's a different thing going on with the phones as opposed to the watches uh especially in this country with the phones most people will get a contract they'll they'll they'll, they'll get the two-year contract they'll 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 pay the 99 dollars or 199 dollars to have that new phone and it's both at&t and verizon i think t-mobile and sprint now have this extra plan where you pay an extra 20 or 30 dollars a, a cell phone bill and you can have a new phone every year. Will these watches go on contract? That's the thing that I think is going to hurt Apple. With the phones, people can go on contract. People people can 
can get on these plans to constantly have a new device every year. And they don't feel like they're stuck with a three-year-old iPhone or a three-year-old Android. They can get a new one every year. They want that you know, Galaxy 6S, that Note 3, that iPhone 6 Plus. They can get those. They have to pay the, you know, what, $400 for the high-end uh, 6 Plus? But they can get them on contract instead of paying eight or $900. Now the phone, the watch is a different story. I don't think that you're going to get that subsidized on a contract. This is strictly out-of-pocket money. I'm thinking, and that's what's going to limit adoption for the people doing their normal nine-to-five jobs that can't afford to drop three hundred and fifty dollars on a watch. That, and that's a good point. I, I, I hope we don't subsidize watches. That would be a very sad state of of well, the economy. Well, I mean, the for- subsidizing phones is just an extension of the credit issues we have. And Boy, yeah, I couldn't, justify. I cannot wait for that to end. People uh, can justify it, but I'm, I don't know if they can justify the watch. Yeah, I'm not made of money, but boy, I cannot wait for a time in which we do not subsidize phones and put people on, um, I, I, I mean, the modern form of it, you're basically financing it and paying extra money for the privilege of using it. And now they're letting uh, subscribers, right. you know, stack multiple devices before the first one's paid off. And, oh, it just makes me cringe. This is why I don't do that. I like having my device so I can sell it and I can keep it and it's mine, you know, and I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm trading it in, but I don't get to keep it. I have to, you know, but that's a different stop. But it it, it is relevant, though, because it shows the difference between wearables and phones. These wearables, even the Microsoft band, uh, even the Apple Watch, all of these except for a few fitness bands which can work independently and are lower featured and the band is the entire uh, feature set that you get, they all need to pair to a phone because you have several different feature sets that you can break these down by. Communications, if you want text notifications or the ability to respond to texts and emails, uh, which again, if we're looking within our ecosystems, within our mobile ecosystems, the Android watches can do that, the Windows watches can do that, and the Apple watch can do that. So we have communications, but we also have health and fitness. And most, most of the, what I'll call ecosystem watches again, Android, Windows, iOS, most of those can do health and fitness. But the the big difference, I think, the nice thing, the thing that's really impressing me about this Apple Watch is what, so far at least, Microsoft and Google with Android Wear have slightly missed, and, and Android's probably a little bit better at this than Microsoft is, but this concept of what I'll call lock screen, Moving the lock screen of your phone from your pocket to your wrist. That's the real advantage here, I think, of an Apple Watch. Because it's not like, um, you know, it's not like I can pull my Microsoft band out. And sure, I can get the weather and I can do all that. But it's it's not like I have a fully customized lock screen. And I can just look down at my wrist and see the exact number of emails I have without even turning on uh, the full display of the watch. Now, the Android does the same thing, and I think you can actually tell it to go launch an app on your Android phone from your watch. That's really great and nerdy. I love it. So you you can already do that, and you've been able to do that for like a year, I think, with the Android Wear. Okay, so they have that lock screen screen functionality, and I think that's the real key future of these wearables. And uh, where will that take us in the future is the question I'm asking myself now. I mean, I've heard about... Uh, I've heard about uh, you know smart clothing. I've heard about necklaces. I can't see myself wearing. I don't wear a necklace. Uh, I don't think I have since I was maybe twelve. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be wearing a smart necklace anytime soon, unless it's, God forbid, some medical. Reason. Well, they already have those for kids. You know, you go to Disney World, you can get a smartwatch for your kid that has GPS in it, so you can track them down. 
Well, they're tracking all of us with RFID if you go to right, Disney but, World. But you know what I mean. The, the, like you're worried your kids might run off or you can't find them in the park. You can get them one of those wearable GPS things so that you can go track them down easy inside the park. Like they already have those. But we're not, I mean, yeah, who, who's going to wear that outside of a park though unless you have a medical issue or, you know. So some of the use cases I've seen, and, and this is, again, with the Android Wear systems, when you're driving and you have the watch on and you're navigating somewhere, you can you you get a little vibration in your wrist when it's time to take a turn. Like you hear the voice directions, but it also will give you like a little nudge, like hey turn here. Or instead of pulling out a a phone and looking at the screen, you can just twist your wrist and look, oh turn left. I, I realize that, you know, you're still operating a device while you're driving. <laughs> But. <laughs> you realize I'm being quiet for a reason and letting you describe this multiple ways. Um, I'm, now, I don't know. I'm just not sold on I don't know on. how I feel about the, the microphone and speaker in your wrist. Sure, I can answer a phone call from my wrist, but don't we already have enough issues with people with Bluetooth headsets? Now people are going to start talking to their wrists. Which other devices can you answer from other than this upcoming Apple Watch? I know you can't from the Microsoft band. You can I talk, you can you can talk to your phone, but you can't answer a call or play music so some of the android ones yeah and, and both the android and i think the apple i didn't hear him exactly say it but i think so you can pair your devices and i think the android has a certain amount of space so you can put music directly on your device so you could leave your phone at home and go running uh now i don't think it would have all uh, i'm not sure if they have all the gps capabilities without the phone with them yeah, but, I didn't catch that. I don't think there's a GPS built into the Apple Watch. Do you happen to catch that? Um, I believe it uses the phone to okay. do that. So I don't know what the, the use case is for leaving the phone at home and just using the device. But I know some of them have space for music. Uh, some of them um, can do some basic like run, you know, pedometer, heart rate stuff. But I think most of the time they want you to have your phone with you. Right. And not everyone wants to carry them around, especially as they get bigger and bigger, strapping a, you know, an iPad to your arm so or if, a, <laughs> a exactly. Galaxy Note. And what if you're not locked into these things? So if you're not locked into Apple, if you're not locked into Android, or if you're on one of these platforms, but you like to, to know what's out there, let's walk through some of these for a moment. So if we look at fitness bands, what's out there? We have Fitbit, right? Some of their entry-level yep. Fitbit. Um, I would say devices. Fitbit is one of the bigger ones. Doesn't Jawbone have one? Jawbone has one. Sony Sony, believe it or not, has a, what's called a smart band. I think it's about $100. Um, really sleek uh, design. Misfit, Garmin has Garmin. one. I would recommend, in that space, in the fitness band only, right? Maybe you want it to pair to your um, mobile phone through an application, and then you'd be looking at iOS or Android. Um, but I would recommend a Garmin. My wife has a Vivo Fit, and I, I've been looking at the Vivo Smart, which is a little bit more expensive, maybe 20 30 bucks more. But those are really nice devices and getting increasingly sleek. So oh, we I see ha- that, yeah. Yeah, we have fitness bands. And when we come to watches, Android, um, some of the big Android ones, we have Motorola and LG, right? And, and Samsung. There's so, like six on the uh, Android Wear site. There's quite a few. Yeah, actually. but I, th- I, think, I think most people looking are going to look at Samsung, LG, or Motorola to pair it, match it with their phone. Yeah. I would imagine those people tend to be a little bit more brand loyal than say a Windows user, right? Asus Windows users has like, one too. Asus has one. I didn't know that. What does Asus have? The Zen Watch. Is that Android? Uh, that is Android. That is a beautiful name, by the it's way. It's on the uh, Google Play Store. It's two hundred dollars. Huh. 
it, it looks very very similar in some respects as far as just the form factor goes as i as i look at my bamboo background on my desktop here i love the name of that zen yeah so that's so. android i did not know that i really that's surprising me you can tell that's surprising me just hearing that uh, when we look at watches, maybe you're not into an Android device. Maybe you're not looking so much for the fitness side of things. Uh, if you, by the way, if you are looking for a smart watch and you're not looking for fitness, it's going to be in there no matter whether you want it or not. It's just a question of how much is there. So we have the Microsoft Band, like we talked about. Fitbit has some higher level entries. By the, the um, we, I guess we should have been talking about prices of these a little bit too. So, well, fitness bands about a hundred to hundred fifty, depending on what you get. Yeah, so the Zen Watch, I mean, that one looks kind of stylish, something you could definitely wear business-wise. That's like $200. I think the G, uh, Moto 360, which a number of my friends have, which it, it it's just a nice round watch. It's like 250 200 Does that Zen Watch only come with that ugly brown strap? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> if anyone takes a look at it, all of the promotional materials that I see have this uh, brown strap, and it's... It, it, would almost match a pair of khakis perfectly and uh wow not my not for my lifestyle no but it looks more stylish than a lot of the sports watches oh absolutely so if you're looking for these fitness watches like we said about 100 to 150 fitbit you can get a good one for 99 get one 80 bucks on sale if you're lucky yeah and they have a whole range of them like the beginning fitbits just show dots like you're working on your progress the newer ones have time and distance. Well, that's where we move into the watch. So the Fitbit Surge or something similar would be about $250. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, that'd be about the same uh, price level because it's something you'd wear all day. Absolutely. You'd wear the Fitbit Surge, the Microsoft Band at $200. You, you might wear that one all day. It's a little more strappy. It's a little, it's not a, it's not a true watch. It really is a band. Um Adidas My Coach, right? That's where the price outlier comes from. If you buy an Adidas device, you could be looking at $400, right? That's been the price outlier so far before the Apple Watch has been released. Pebble with their steel device, $200. Um, yeah, and Pebble, I mean, that was one of the big, you want a watch that has a big old screen and, and, and can look at these things on, on it, check your email. or For a lot of people, Pebble started the wearable craze, I think. Yeah, the Kickstarter, I, yeah. I think, I mean, that... Yeah, they started on Kickstarter. And there were a few people I know who got them, and I was really tempted, because, I don't know, I, I don't like reaching in my pocket, pulling out my phone all the time, and it's a terrible habit. Like, when you start realizing that you're pulling out your phone all the time, right? it might be less obvious just glancing at your wrist. Well, I, I certainly do, with the Microsoft Band, and that's, again, the only one I've owned, so I'm not just promoting them or talking about them a lot. It's, it, it is the one I'm wearing right now. Uh, I, I do. I find myself sort of playing with the... I wear it on the inside of my wrist. Um, it's one of those you can wear on the outside or inside. Uh, a very long screen. And, uh, I, you know, I, I look at my emails and kind of go, yeah, I don't want to read any of that now, but I'm up to date, right? I feel my wrist shake and I go, oh, there's a text message coming in and I don't miss as many messages. Um, one thing, one last thing I want to put in here before we move to our, our last uh, part of this is uh, health. Maybe you're not looking for a wearable, or maybe you're just looking at uh, wearables for purely health purposes. You want to watch what you weigh. You want to watch what your blood pressure is, what your um, heart rate is, these types of things. I really think, hands down, um, Y Things has the market there. That's W I T H 
I-N-G-S. They're not paying for any sponsorship. Um, and I could be pronouncing that wrong. I hear why things pronounced. We things, why things, withings. Um, I say why things, but um, I'm not sure how they even pronounce it. If you look anywhere, you'll see all three pronunciations. But they have uh, oxygen meter device. They have scales. They have heart rate monitors. And I think if you're health, con- health conscious, that's the place to look. Uh, so now that we've talked about some of these and how much different devices cost, uh, starting well, at 100 moving to $400, and now with Apple up to $17,000, uh, I think anyone listening has a, a hopefully a pretty good idea of what's out there and what they might like or wouldn't. Well, you just uh, dropped a bombshell right at the end. Uh, the why things do look interesting. Um, I one see. Of the I things, saved it for last. Well, one of the things that crosses over a little bit is the Apple devices do have built into them heartbeat monitors. And one of the things they're starting to work on is expanding into other types of sensors. Um, I know that not all of them have oxygen sensors. I don't know of any Android ones that do. But... No, I, yeah. none of the but others have... All, and, and, and it's not a wearable that has the oxygen sensor. That's actually kind of a little fob that you would carry around. Um, but, you know, I, I would imagine we can expect that soon because just how Google isn't saying, well, here's a Google watch, right? Buy an Android device from one of our partners. Microsoft, believe it or not, is doing the same thing, even though there's the Microsoft band. Um, if you've been following news on wearables recently, Microsoft has very clearly said, yes, we are making this just like we make the Surface and tablets, but it is a reference design to show what's possible. And they're licensing the technology and the operating system out to, uh, as far as I know, any manufacturer who would like to develop a band style uh, Windows watch. So I would expect that we'll see more of these things coming, quite frankly, from the Android and Windows side as the fever pitch about these pick up. And you can if you're a developer, right? If you're if you're a device manufacturer, you can pick up on Android or you can pick up on, on Windows and start going with these today. Whereas on, on Apple, you're really just looking at developing apps. Yeah, they do have some crazy uh, developer tools and a very big ecosystem. But looking at Android, they're, uh, you can just write apps for those too. And, and they have Can some I put really this nice in? Come on. They have a big... Uh, they have a market huge share development environment. Android has the biggest. Yeah, 80% Eclipse is really nice. Share. I like Eclipse, but I don't know. I, I uh, I'm curious what's going to come out on both sides. All right, sounds like a good place to start wrapping this conversation up, Chris. I have a feeling that you and I are going to talk about this topic a <laughs> lot over the next uh, few years, and this is one to watch. So. Listen, anyone out there who's hearing us and saying, oh, but you didn't get to this, that, or the other, just write to us. Feedback at multinewmedia.com. Tell us what we didn't cover, what you'd like to know more about. Trust me, this conversation is far from over. Chris, let me uh, let me give the last word to you. Um, I can- <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. Um, personally, I uh, like I said, I own a lot of Apple products, and I was interested in hearing about the Apple Watch when they first hinted at it a couple months ago. But my hesitation was already there. I'm like, okay, so they're only announcing the phone for this amount of money. I am assuming that they're going to announce the watch for a similar amount of money, which prediction came true, oddly enough, unless you count the $17,000 watch. Uh, (laughs) I think that um, we're going to see the Android devices continue to spread out and overshadow the Apple devices, but there's going to be that core of Apple Watch enthusiasts that buy the devices, show them off, use them every day, uh, have to have the latest one, and uh, 
I think it's going to be business as usual for the next couple of years, probably, with uh, these two giants, really, Android and, and Apple slugging it out, and uh, Microsoft kind of on the side, trying to dig a bigger niche. There's one thing that I know my university students love to hear from time to time, and that is, that's all we've got for today. We're done early. And I know you may not like to hear it as much, and even though our show is running a few minutes short today, we'll be back with plenty of content next week. We appreciate you so much, though, for taking time out of your busy schedule and spending it with us. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, take care.